We made it. We made it. We have arrived to this moment, which has never and will never exist again, making it the most important moment of all time, because that is all there is, the present moment. Eternally, you can only ever live the present moment. Everything we have ever experienced in our lives has led us up to this exact moment in time where we are coming together in a conversation about a new approach to life, where we shift our perspective from that of fear, where we are constantly coming up against anxieties and worries and sort of the weight of the world on our shoulders and stresses. And that all just feels really heavy. And so we are all ready to sort of start moving into living a life of love, which feels just easier and lighter and more interesting and a life of curiosity to find our own passions and unique talents and abilities that you may not have even uncovered yet. And that is so exciting. You being here means you're ready. You're ready. You're here. And you may think, well, I got an invitation to be here or a friend is forcing me to listen to this. But the truth is you actually brought it to yourself. You created it. Which is why when I say we made it, I don't only mean that we made it to this moment, but I mean we made this moment. We created, we are creators. We created everything in our universe. The second you were a baby and you were born and you opened your eyes, you brought the moon and the stars and the mountains and everything into your reality. We are not victims. We are not a victim in a malevolent universe that is out to get us, even though it has always felt like that. And that is a narrative that we have always lived by shifting that perspective and understanding that you actually are the creator and everything that's happening to you, you have brought into existence to help you on this journey of love, because we are all love. We are all source. That is who we are. We are all unique expressions of source energy. And once you understand that, then you understand that we came here to forget only to use this journey to start to remember again. And in doing so, we learn more about ourselves and we expand all that is. That all may sound a little esoteric. So we will get more specific and we will just get into the conversation of what that actually means. But I'm just so excited that we made it. And when I also say we, I mean the we as in me and my inner guides and my higher self and you and your inner guides and your higher selves and anyone listening, their guides and their inner selves, we are so supported, more supported and more loved than you could possibly imagine in every moment. We are never, ever alone. And so with that, I just want to say, let's go. And whatever pops in your head, let's just get into it. Jax. That was so exciting. Uh, so, well, I, I guess I have several questions, but I think I've been doing, I've been listening a lot lately to AU and to also the, you know, podcast, the Joshua podcast and stuff. Yes. I want to, I should clarify that this is all, a lot of this journey has happened through the channel, Gary Bodley, who channels Joshua. And I've gone through several boot camps, and in doing so have not only uncovered, because this isn't about sort of following a leader, it's sort of learning that you are your best coach, teacher, and friend, you are. And that when you access that inner voice, that is the voice and the only voice you need to listen to. And so he has sort of helped me access my inner voice, which is what I'm really going to be here to do is to help you access yours. And so I guess before I launch into my like litany of questions, <laughs> is any of that stuff like I was taking a couple of notes of, of you know, um, 
source and, and inner knowing, I, I feel like we all are kind of aware of that, right? But is any of that stuff unclear? Because prior to a few months ago, I would be like, what's source? What do you mean by source? All right. Well, so let me just explain what I mean when I say that anyway. So when I say source or people think of as God or all that is, it is a giant source energy, which is love. It's a giant expression of love. And by giant, I mean limitless. And saying limitless is actually too confining. It is undefinable. We are all undefinable. We are all an expression of that. So if you think of the ocean as source and you take a handful of water from that ocean, you are a part of source. You are source. You are no two handfuls are going to look exactly the same or have the same molecular makeup. And so, but you are still ocean. You are not small and confined to the hands that picked you up. You are part of that. Now source is love and is existing in eternity and then says, what am I? So then an idea is attracted because we only attract ideas. We don't invent anything. We attract. So you attract an idea of, well, what about physical reality? Okay. Well, that's interesting. I can learn about myself by creating this land, this sort of think of like Disneyland on planet earth, like this physical realm where we can go and explore fears and pain and turmoil and trauma in order to understand what is love. Cause you can't have love without fear. You can't have joy without pain. You have to have these relationships in order to understand what it means to be in gratitude and what it means to be appreciative. You have to understand what resentment means. So here we come. And if we're all in this eternal embrace of love, we get really excited to come here and explore all of these things that we perceive as like awful. <laughs> like if there were amusement rides in a park, it would be pain and destruction would be the most sold out, can't get in the lines. <laughs> because if you're eternally joyful and ecstatic, you're like, oh, let me just, let me get into like a big fight. <laughs> what does that feel like? Let me feel what that feels like. So that's why there's so much darkness. Does that make sense? Like the, the polarity. Right. Of it. That relationship. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, for example, bef um, you know, a few weeks ago or a couple months ago now I had to, well, let me, clean the slate quickly <laughs> start with the blank slate my you all know this but my you know my anxiety is has got to a debilitating place in my yeah. life or, which it prevented me from um it built it escalated got to a point where I could no longer do my job right right so when that the chance to to sing again came up recently and then all the fears that surround it came up and so I'm in the, on the verge of another panic attack or having, you know, a, an actual anxiety attack. And the conversation we had in that moment, you know, first off, my, a purpose for me is, is to get to the root and the source of my anxiety and where, why that presents. But our conversation, you brought up, you know, manifestation events that you've manifested this event for the purpose of blank, right? And your limiting belief is, which is why you've created. So I think, you know, I guess to whittle that down to one question is um, the purpose of manifestation events. What, what is the purpose? What is a manifestation event? And can you talk more about, of, about. Of so we all have fears and every fear is irrational there is no bear standing behind you about to attack you. They are not 
our lives are not in danger in this moment right now. So the biggest fears are death, fear of loss, fear of rejection, fear of unworthiness, not being good enough. But none of those are rational. What I mean by rational is even death ultimately, and I'm just going to dive right into this, doesn't exist because we're popping into this physical form to sort of play out and do this experiment only to go back home and then come back again. So we really ultimately have nothing to fear. We have nothing but time. We all feel confined by time, but time is something we created to make three-dimensional life make sense. So we're not in a hurry, but what happens is we have these fears. They trigger us every day. So you have a manifestation event. Anytime you feel a negative emotion around anything, it's a manifestation event. And that we start to change our perspective and see as good. Thank you. This triggered me. My friends told my other friend that I am always late and I'm disrespectful. That triggers me, right? That's my issue, not hers. Thank you so much. Now I can decide what my limiting belief is. Why is it triggering me? It wouldn't trigger someone else because that other person may not have the same limiting belief as me. So what does that trigger me? Well, if you say, I'm, it's funny, I use that example because I'm always early. So I should actually flip it and say, she always says, I'm so early. Here's Jackie. She's always early. Maybe the limiting belief would be if I don't do arrive on the same time to this event as everyone else, then I am going to be rejected by my friends. And then you take that belief about yourself and you just take it to the page. Because anytime you write, that is your inner voice talking. And so I should probably talk about the two voices. We have two voices. We have our ego voice and our inner voice. Our ego voice was there in the beginning of mankind to keep us from getting murdered by that bear, keep us in the group and being accepted by everybody because if you're left by the pack, you're going to die. So it had its purpose. And then your inner voice is the part that's positive, that has ideas, that is passionate, that gets excited, that gets interested. Anytime your inner voice comes up and says anything, which is inspired, which is call your mom, or I want to take a walk, your ego voice pops up every time. And we'll say, your mom's probably busy. Who cares? You call your mom a million times. You can ignore that voice and call her anyway. Take a walk. Well, maybe it's chilly outside. I'll go anyway. So that is that dichotomy is constantly happening. And then the bigger thing is something like, oh, I want to start a podcast. <laughs> that sounds exciting. And then the ego voice comes in and is like, who are you to do that? Who's going to listen? Who cares? You don't know where you're, then the ego voice gets bigger and bigger. It's just trying to stop you. But the ego voice can, is a very slippery mistress and she is fear and she is control. And anytime you feel fear, you seek to control every time. That is something you want to start to be aware of because you can start to notice it and go, oh, you're just, you're just afraid and you just want to control the thing. I want to take a walk. It's cold. Uh-huh. You're just trying to stop me from taking that walk. I'm going to grab a jacket. I'm going to go. Because if you can listen to that inspired voice and just take those action steps, that will lead you to the life of your dreams. That will lead you to abundance, to the love, to the joy, to the excitement, to the happiness, to the interest, which are all high vibrating emotions. Resentment, envy, stress, anxiety. Those are all low vibrating emotions, which we all have. So Jordan, you have anxiety. 
because you had manifestation event after manifestation event, and your body's trying to get your attention. Your guides are trying to get your attention. And if you ignore it, then the manifestation events will get bigger, a panic attack, a car accident. They'll just continually get larger until you stop and say, what's happening? What is my limiting belief? Why don't I feel worthy of what I'm doing right now? I moved into a new house. I pushed past enough fear to move into a home and move states. Okay, all that fear, because I wasn't feeling worthy. So a big manifestation event happens. I lose all my stuff, which is stolen, but you still did it. And then you finally went, you know what? I accept, I accept it. It doesn't matter. I don't need the new stuff. And the stuff appears because in the acceptance and gratitude of the moment, that's the unlocking of the powers of the universe. That's the unlocking of your ability to manifest is gratitude and acceptance and appreciation of where you are in that moment. I moved. I don't have any things. I have enough air to breathe. I have water. I have love. Oh, well. But the effort and struggle brings on more manifestation events, more negative feelings. And we are abundant. So if the thought is, oh my God, I have so many bills. The bills are still keep coming. I don't have enough money. This is so stressful. And they keep coming. You are being abundant because the universe hears you and is bringing you more bills. If you have anxiety rising, the anxiety is symptomatic of a fear that you're having. So it's sitting down and writing out and just letting it flow. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of losing what you have? Are you afraid of just not being good enough and worthy enough in what you're doing? Are you afraid, whatever you're afraid of, then you prove it to be false. You don't need anything. You are already worthy. You are already full. You are already abundant. You are all these things because you are source. If you ask God, what would you like? What's your greatest wish? Would God say a nicer car? I would like to move to like that other neighborhood. (laughs) I would like to just have tons of money and get a yacht. God would, I imagine, which is what we all are, say, I want to express love. That is all we're here to do. So when you're feeling anxiety, where can you express love? Where can you find your appreciation? Can you go in nature and put your hand on a tree and take a deep breath and start to feel yourself connected to more of what you've created? Can you put on a really good song that gets you like psyched that you dance like no one's watching in your house? What can you do to realign? Can you meditate? Can you go for a walk? Can you go roller skating? Whatever you can do to get yourself aligned. And then you'll start to notice that when you're in that alignment, those fears start to abate. They get less intense. And now you're open to receiving their next inspired thought. Okay, whatever that is. So let's say it's, I'm going to call my friend Jackie and have this discussion. Let's see where it goes. And by the way, inspiration may not always lead you where you think it's going to. It may not always lead to abundance. It may lead to a bigger manifestation event. It could fall apart. Everyone here could think this is terrible. Well, that's great. How exciting. So then we take what that made us feel unworthiness and we take it to the page and again, prove that, okay, I'm dealing with fears of being unworthy, but I know I'm worthy because I am source. I am limitless. I am a being of pure, positive light and love and acceptance. That is who we are. That is who everyone is in your life. Everyone. And there is no hierarchy. There is no hierarchy. So if you imagine we're all in a theater troupe 
in the non-physical, we are all equal. Everyone, the mailman is just as important as your parent. We're all there and we decide to come here and we're doing an act in a play. We take on roles. And in this role, the person playing your child is playing a leading role. And the person playing the cashier at your grocery store is playing, you know, more of a smaller role in your life. But each person is just as important. And each person is the Truman to their own Truman show and is the creator of their own universe. We are all one and yet we're all unique expressions. So what I would say to you is if you feel the anxiety coming up, get back into alignment. The story you're telling yourself of I'm going to have a panic attack, I know it's coming, means you're going to make it happen because that's all that it takes to make it happen. You, Your whole life is just a manifestation of your beliefs. And if your belief is I'm going to have a panic attack, then of course you will because you are abundant and you're powerful. So you can make that happen. Or you can say, I have anxiety. This doesn't mean I need to have a a panic attack. This means, okay, I'm having fears. Thank you so much, self, for letting me know. I now have the tools to take that, realign, go for a walk, meditate, do any of the things I talked about or anything that resonates to you. Hug your child, hug a friend, get back into alignment and go, what is the fear? Why is it coming up? Why is it coming up over and over and over again? Because it's escalating. And in this moment, prove it false. And what you do is then you reduce the anxiety and you reduce it. It's the same thing with health ailments, your body, everything will work out perfectly when you find a place of ease and get yourself back aligned. And anything that you perceive as not working out perfectly is only doing that to get your attention. That is it. It's just trying to, you are manifesting this. You are creating what you perceive as an issue. And that is only there to say, hi, you have a small limiting belief here or a big limiting belief. That is all there is because every negative feeling you have is due to some fear, which is due to some belief you have about yourself that is limiting versus a beneficial belief. If you have a beneficial belief about yourself, I'm awesome, I'm cool, I'm nice, I'm kind. You wanna intensify those beliefs. Those beliefs aren't true either, by the way. None of it is true. You are all these things and none of these things, but you may as well lean into the beneficial beliefs and start to disprove the false beliefs if you want to live a happy, fulfilled, and excited life and existence. And I will tell you, this is a real thing because I was waking up every day in fear. I am a very anxious person. I was having manifestation event after manifestation event. So Jordan knows this. Talk about anxiety building. I was pregnant in a pandemic. I got into a car accident. I, while I was pregnant, the second I got home from the hospital, everyone had lice. I got a staph infection with my first baby and (laughs) sexually assaulted on the street because my inner self was trying to get my attention. I was ignoring it. I was focused on what I was not getting in my life. And it just event after event dropped a computer on my toe. I mean, it's kind of comical now. And I think about it, I broke my toe. It was just one thing after another. And I was like, this is biblical stuck. I had plague. I had loaded. I had the whole thing. And then I woke up and realized, oh, thank God. So now I don't need those big manifestation events. So now when I'm driving, I know I'm not going to get into a car accident because I don't need it. I'm, I'm in my inspired path. And if it happens then I know there's a reason. So that's all to say, you want to shift back into alignment. Stop with that story in the future. That does not exist yet. That is not a real thing. The future does not exist. The past is gone. This is the only thing that that exists. And that's what eternity is. It's just being present in the moment.
And so get yourself back aligned, figure out what those fears are, and we can help you investigate what those are. Prove them to be false. What's interesting is when you are in your fear, when you are in that place where you're feeling any negative emotion, now negative fear, you may say it's not fear. I'm frustrated. I'm annoyed. My husband chewing me is annoying. Well, that is fear. Anything negative is fear. So what's the fear? The fear is I won't be attracted to him. (laughs) I don't know. I can investigate what that is, but there is a limiting belief there. What does that mean? If I'm not attracted to you, then we won't stay married. Well, that's in the future that doesn't exist. And if that's not meant to be, then go with it. Then that's what it is. So whatever negative feeling you have, that is a limiting belief. And anytime you're in that negative space, you will find as you become more aware of your thoughts that you try to control your conditions. So Jordan, you want to give me an example of anything that you, as this is like momentum is revving up, you feel the anxiety, what one small or big thing, it could be the dog or what's a fear that you have, do you think? Specific to singing or just in general? Oh, great. Let's talk about the singing. So the singing's coming and that's the thing that's making you. So have you done, you've had urges to control the conditions. Like, have you thought of backing out? Right. Or doing vocal exercises to see where your voice is. You start to, yeah, she's nodding her head. Yes. Because anytime you have fear about something, you're going to have a reaction that you want to control the conditions and you want to notice that you are wanting to control the condition and say, I see you ego. You're trying to control the condition. I'm going to sit with the fear and I'm going to forge ahead because it's obviously an inspired idea. Anything that comes out of excitement is inspired. And whenever you're inspired, there will also be fear because you can't have one without the other. I'm going to push past that fear and I'm going to do it. And Jordan, if there is in your mind, what you perceive as the worst possible result, you have no voice. It croaks like a frog. Everyone says, oh my God, she is terrible. Let's say that's the worst thing that can happen. You're not going to die. None of these things are actually, I'm going to say, are going to matter in eternity. (laughs) They're not going to matter in a year. They're not going to matter in five years. It won't matter to anyone else in two weeks, but also that doesn't need to be the case. We just need to deal with your fears of not being good enough, not being worthy. And you can step into your talents and abilities because these are your passions and talents and abilities. And you've been eschewing them for years and years and years only to have all these manifestation events happen to say, hello, you have these abilities. We want to use them. Do not, do not ignore us anymore. Step into your power and whatever happens, have no attachment to the result. Who cares? Who cares if it sucks? Who cares if it's amazing? Who cares if it's somewhere in between? Just get into the joy of doing it. And you're going to be afraid. So what? Thank you. I'm afraid. I know I'm having fears of unworthiness. Okay. I'm going to do it anyway. And let's see what happens and just go with the curiosity because curiosity is a high vibrating emotion. So when you start to feel it, go, I'm just curious, what is this going to be? And then just take that step off the cliff and just fly or fall. It doesn't matter. Either way you expand, you're always expanding in every experience. You cannot get it wrong. There is no wrong. That is the premise of this whole thing. Everything is right. You are perfect. Everything is perfect, which is a large pill to swallow, but there is no wrong because it's all there to help you on this journey to self-discovery. Jax, 
well, I'd like to share quickly that about a year ago right now, actually, no, it was within days of your own birthday. And I had a pair of roller skates show up on my mom's <laughs> doorstep. <laughs> and I was like, who would Jackie? Jackie's like, go find joy, friend. Go find some joy. I Here's love it. Thank you for, for I love it. Thank you for opening us up with a question. This is my question, Jackie. Hold on. Because yeah. what I want to get to with that is that you just said, find joy. And that's what you said to me that day too. You said your sole purpose in this is finding joy. Your soul that's purpose, it. find joy in it tonight. That's, that's what we're doing every moment of the day. If you're not feeling joy, find it, find it. If you're feeling stressed out, tired, Tired is, by the way, another form of resistance. And I was resistant to that being resistance. But the truth is that's why we sleep because we need a break from it sometimes because you're always going to feel resistance. It doesn't make it wrong. There's nothing wrong with having a negative emotion. It's our guide. It's so important. There's nothing wrong with being tired or stressed. But if you want to start living in love and living a life that's easier and more full and just exciting and fun and just more chill, then you want to start to be accountable for that and move into a headspace where there are more beneficial beliefs and more good things coming your way, things that you perceive as good. So with that, I want to know, does anyone have any thoughts coming into their head? Go with it. Don't even question it. You have a thought. I know you do. I, I, I could see I, it. Yeah. I was just curious, you know, listening to everything that you were sort of addressing with regard to Jordan and the anxiety that comes up for her with singing. I, I was actually curious, Jordan, how did everything that Jackie said land in you? Like, um, it, that night sp specifically, I mean, I, I feel in that moment I was talked down from a ledge, but I was also given purpose <laughs> it, that night. And the purpose was to find joy my anxiety as it relates to the trigger of singing is, is, is no longer just anxiety, right? It's, it's, as you know, Natasha, it's, it's a full, it's full blown panic attack status. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's a beast that I have not, um, it's, it's a beast, right? So out of control. So, um, that's my one trigger. It's been 10 years since I've had to go through the fire with it. And so I think, you know, in that, hearing hearing it is in that moment prior to having to actually step into the fire was calming for sure but then the moment it it comes up again i ha i had i have to go through the fire again right this is so interesting because you are ready now this is one of your core this is zinging one of your core fears this is something you've had as long as i've known you and you know, we get our fears, we're born with them, or we get, you know, we acquire them from our parents and our friends and our culture. And we were on Broadway, you know, Jordan, you're a Broadway singer and actress and dancer and incredibly talented human. And the fact that this opportunity has come up recently is just more indicative of the fact that you're ready to now face this fear, which you see, I can even hear it now still as a cement wall. And the truth is that wall is a fake wall. And then you'll realize you can blow on it and it will fall to dust. It's not real. You have set it up. You've created it. And the story even still is it's so big. 
it's panic attack. And that is part of the story. We had to start to rewrite that story because that is the limiting belief. It's not real. You're making it real. And now look what happened. You put out all these messages to the universe, pushing past fear to move, pushing past fear to buy a house, pushing past fear to get a dog and do all these things. There were so much fear. And so you're sending this message that you're ready to push past fear to manifest that which you want. And now look what's coming and it's coming again and it's going to keep coming. You can stop it if you want. You absolutely can. You can opt out. That is an option. You can do that. But I see, and I know you, and I know you're wanting expanding in love to expand in love. And so this is an opportunity now to chip away at that wall and, or start to push at the wall and realize it's not cement, but the work is not just noticing it. The work that's new will be to literally sit down and write down what your fears are and why they're untrue. And when you do that, then you literally could burn it. You could delete it. You don't have to keep doing it. You don't have to reread it because that's another form of control. But that is actual action and work that you can do to start to lessen the fears. Because if you don't do the actual work in that regard, it'll just be slower. You just keep, but you're ready. That's why it keeps coming up. You know, you're ready. You're bringing it to you. So it's time. And you started this. You brought this conversation to you again to he get these tools. Jackson, what, when you're saying sit down and write, you're saying, you're saying the inner voices is, is writing, but why? Because when you think uh, you're moving too fast and it's hard to discern between your ego and your inner voice, especially when you haven't been doing it a long time. So thinking is too fast. You can justify things in your mind, but when you actually take pen to paper, or, you know, if you have to type, I have to type because that's my limiting belief is that my hand cannot write that much, but that's my own thing. But when you type, it slows it down enough that your inner voice starts talking. And if you keep writing and keep writing, and I mean, keep writing until you feel better. So now I was really resistant to writing really resistant, which is hilarious. Cause now, like you said, I'm almost done with my book. So I was really resistant you know, a friend of mine kept saying, just journal, you know, Shoshana, my friend kept saying, just journal, journal. I'm like, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. That was my story. I have a baby. I have a toddler. But the truth is once I did start writing, it became, it's like crack. Whenever I'm upset, I grab my laptop and I just start writing. Okay. This is what happened. This is stuff that I've learned through, through Gary's boot camps as well. This is what's happened. These are the feelings and thoughts that came up. Did I have urges to control the conditions? Yeah, I did. What did you do? I told him to shut the hell up. And then you write, 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 write. And then what's the limiting belief, whatever it is. And then you prove it false. And as you're writing, you write until you sigh, you write until your shoulders drop, you write until you feel better and you start to shift into alignment. Alignment is where you want to be. That is where all the yummy, exciting stuff is. So you take out that computer, take off that pen. And you just start writing what the fear is right into your feeling, into the fear. If you want, there are certain people that want to go to the root of it. Where did it come from? Whatever you want. But you get to the belief about yourself that is limiting you, that is false. And then you prove it false. You will start to release the fear. It will go. I promise. Okay. So I have one. So yes. To me, when you were, you know, you talked about how you were almost scared to get in the car and drive again because of your car accident. 
Tell me what you went through the steps in your mind to get back in that car and to drive without fear. I mean, I know that has to happen multiple times. I know you have to take the power away from what you perceive as this horrible result that's going to absolutely happen the second you get in that car. But how do you talk yourself out of that? You have to understand that everything is happening for you. You are not a victim. Nothing is happening to you. So if you understand that you are the creator of all that is, and you are the creator of your world and your universe, then you say, whatever is happening is for my benefit. Now, if you knew what was going to happen, you may not do it. If I knew I was going to get in that car and get into another car accident, I might not get in the car, but I would be depriving myself of what I'm meant to go through to be on this journey. I could keep, stay home and keep myself what I perceive as safe, but you're already safe and safe from what that's what we perceive as safety is just another confinement. So you say, I have faith in myself, my inner self and my universe and God, I can get in my car and whatever happens is for my highest good. And that's it and go with it. And if it's something that I perceive as terrible, then I will deal with the limiting beliefs of why I think that's terrible and understand that it's meant for me. I am not a victim. So in that, you sort of take the plunge in everything you do and you just keep moving. You don't have to. You can stay in your house. You can. You will expand that way as well. But you will expand in fear and you will add to all that is as well. But we've been doing that our whole lives and every life before this and every life before that for eons and eons, all of mankind. So isn't it interesting to go, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to get back in that car pregnant and whatever happens, I trust is for my highest good. And the fear will come up and the fear will say, nah, maybe you could just stay home and like bake a pie. <laughs> and then I say, no, I'm going to go and I'm going to get that apple that I really want. <laughs> I think the for you has been so huge for me, that shift, that reframe of everything that's happening. And that's something I, I wanted to ask too, is, is, um, is something I'm struggling a lot <laughs> with being back in this specific town um, is, is a similar theme amongst people in my immediate life that are victims of everything, victims daily. And so I have been able to, to really reframe that. But then if I am source and this is my universe that I've created, yeah. why am I surrounded by the victims? My desire is to want to help them, but I'm also triggered like it. There you go. Okay. There, you just answered it. So you're triggered, which means there's a limiting belief. You're surrounded by people that way, because there is some, still some fear in you about what that means. When people around you are living in fear and you guys are, are going to start to notice these things, and you're going to start to notice when you're in fear and when you're not. And the hardest thing is when you see people around you living in fear, once you sort of get into this work and the hardest thing is to not judge it and to accept with love, because that is all we're meant to do, not change anyone. We cannot create in anyone else's reality. This is a free world. This is a, we are free to think. We are free to make the choice of being a victim or being the creator. We have that freedom. So does everyone. And we cannot 
change anyone else. We can influence people for sure. As parents do for their children, children do to their parents. But if you try to control someone else, you're just adding fear to the situation and you will see it escalate and escalate and escalate. So you'll see if you talk about politics, let's say with a parent, or you talk about feeling like the world is against her and everything's happening and nothing ever works out for her. If you try to step in and say, no, this is what it is. This is how it should be. This is how you need to see it. This is what you need to do in your life. You're only going to increase the fear because you're doing that to make yourself feel better because it makes you uncomfortable. It makes you uncomfortable to hear when someone else is in fear and being a victim and you want to pacify that to make yourself feel better. But if you can just be there in love and acceptance and let that person be where they are and meet them where they're at, you will find there will be less friction, more love, and it will be easier and more fun. And you just look, I was with my family just two days ago. I went to Texas. My sister's twins both got B'nai Mitzvah, which is a plural for Bat and Bat Mitzvah. I am Jewish. You cannot imagine, or you can, the neuroses and the woe is me and the world is out to get me. And it's just intense. And I had the best time with my family. This is how I'm starting to see how the work works. It was the first time I spent a weekend with my family intense like that and was not triggered. And when I was, it was barely. And then in my head, I went, okay, you're just being triggered because you, this, this, that belief here. And we had a blast because I just came in with acceptance. So that is the key. So you have a limiting belief. You have a fear and you think the fear is about the other person. If my mom is stressed out that her flight is three hours late, I'm going to feel bad because I don't want her to lose sleep. I, it's not about you. She has her own experience. You don't know what her journey is. And just like I said before, that you've got to trust that everything is happening for you. Everything is happening for them as well. My mom was three hours delayed. It was her nightmare that was happening for her. She was in total fear. That's hers. I can be there with love and support, but I don't need to control her being in fear and say, you can't be in fear right now. Don't worry. It's all happening for you. Mom, go get a book. It's going to be great. I, that's not going to help her. That's going to tell her, that's going to have her turn to me and be like, fuck you. You're not here. What do you know? This sucks. So you're, you're butting your head against a brick wall when you do that, or you're in a maze with a mouse and you're like seeing the mouse try to get to the cheese and you're like, there's the cheese, there's the cheese. And the mouse is just going into the wall. And you're like, wait, no, but look, that's not helping the mouse. It's just creating more stress. And the mouse is going to get more discombobulated because in this scenario, a mouse speaks English. <laughs> Does that make sense? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah, different, two very different scenarios specifically, but I think then my question would be, how does that relate to boundaries? Aha. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> so we have all been taught to believe that we need boundaries that we, that is good to say your piece and to have that line in the sand so people understand. That is, I was the queen of boundaries. That was actually, my nickname was queen of boundaries with my mom friends. Jackie's the queen of boundaries. Turns out we don't need boundaries. Ooh, eek, 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 eek. We don't need boundaries. We don't need to state our case. We don't need to tell people where we stand. We don't need to do that because everything anyone's doing in their lives, they're doing for us. 
Now I will say there are certain people in your lives that make you crazy. I call them activators. They are people that no matter what comes out of their mouth and what they do, it ignites a fire in you that makes you want to put your fist through a wall or rip your hair out or do something. Those people are in your life. And I would say they're the most important relationships in your life because they are there to show you what your limiting beliefs are. Now, if you do the work to uncover those limiting beliefs, they may not be necessary in your life going forward. And you may see those relationships fall away or they might be some sort of parting of some kind. But right in this moment, if they're there, they're super important. You don't need boundaries because if you're doing boundaries, you're just trying to protect yourself. You're building a wall. And disconnection is fear. Connection is love. Connection is love. Disconnection, fear is something I remind myself all the time because I get lit up about something and I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to call that person. I'm not going to Marco Polo that person back. I'm, I'm not going for lunch. Disconnection. And I say, oh, you're in fear. Okay. Then you just push through it. And when that happens, sometimes if someone's really triggering me now, I'll connect and I'll say, let's, let's get together. If you kind of run toward the thing, you can find that you can add more love to it. It gets easier. If you imagine that, you know, Gary always talks about that we're in a balloon. And when you're in fear, you're taking air out of the balloon and you're, it's getting smaller and smaller. When you're adding love, the balloon gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And with love and alignment comes clarity. And if you imagine the balloons getting thinner and you can see clearer, clearer, clearer. So when you're feeling that, add love to it. You don't need bound. It's crazy. I know. <laughs> don't believe me. Queen of boundaries. So you just said run into the burning building with love. <laughs> like right. run, run toward it. I do with, well, with water, you know, if you perceive it on fire, run to it with water with, can imagine that the water is love. You can get burned if you want. If you're running to it in fear, you're actually bringing gasoline to the fire. If you're running into it with love and acceptance, oh, there's a fire. It's not wrong. Okay, there's fire. I have love. I'm going to bring that over. Then the fire will lessen. No, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. It's definitely like a beautiful reframe as well too. It's, if that's all it is. It's just a matter of perspective. Things in your life will get easier when you start to see them. It's all in a new light. That's it. Because if you see something is happening to you as a, opposed to happening for you, it's stressful. But if you look at it, no matter what it is and go, oh, this is happening for me. It's an immediate reframe. It, it, and it makes everything easier. Everything. Everything. I have a baby and a toddler. I want to literally jump off the roof of my house. And then I say, no, I have a limiting belief that I am not free. And that comes up a lot in motherhood. I'm not free. I am trapped. I'm suffocating. And so they're just there to show me that that's what my belief is. Okay. I'm going to go give her a hug and a kiss while she's screaming at me and telling me all these horrible things about me and that she hates me. I'm going to go, I'm going to go do that. And what happens? She kisses me back. And I feel so good, even though I don't need her to kiss me because she'll say to me, mom, I don't love you. Mom, I will never love you. Mom, I hate you. And I say to her, it doesn't matter. You don't have to love me. I love you. That's all you need. You do not need to be loved. You only need someone to love. You only need to give love. If you think of a baby, this is a good example of this, by the way, a baby that comes, 
you don't know if the baby even likes you, but you love that baby or you don't. And you're going through some things, you know, sometimes it's a slow burn. We all, you know, if, if you have a child, you know that you don't always have those feelings, but in general, if you love your child and they don't love you back, it doesn't matter. You just love them enough for the both of you. And also in terms of manifesting babies know their source, they're closer to the non-physical than we are. So they come in and they're like, I'm hungry and food appears. I'm cold and a they're in a warm house. They have a home, they get food, they get all the things they need to survive. And we all did that because we just believed that it would appear and it did. So to see like the most perfect manifestors, you can look at ourselves and how we survived the first year of our lives. We believed it was all going to come and it did. You didn't pay your rent. You didn't cook your meal. You didn't stress and struggle. It just appeared. And the universe has your back in that way. The source has your back and we are source. All you need is you. Let me see. I would say we have time for one more question. Go for it. Is there anything in your life that's stressing you out? Anything in your life where you think you're lacking, where you perceive lack, a relationship and work, anywhere you perceive lack, I think everything that you just addressed is just, it, I, I see how it relates to, you know, every experience like that, that I've had, even though Jordan's example is really specific, like verbatim, you could apply that to every sort of negative event or, you know, limiting belief that I've ever experienced. So uh, to me, that was really helpful because it feels like it's sort of like a, um, a primer for how, you know, for any event that comes up, this would apply, right? Exactly. That's exactly right. You can apply it. You can insert all that into a relationship, um, a relationship with a parent, a romantic relationship, money, job. It's the same thing. Whatever is going on in your life is an exact, is your thoughts manifested. So if you look around at your life, that is a picture of all your thoughts manifested, all your beliefs. So certain areas you may feel are stronger, certain areas you may not feel are as strong or perceived are lacking, but that's because you have more fears in that area. For me, I never worried about meeting someone having a family. I had no resistance in that area. It happened. And yet in my professional life, which I've had accomplishments, but never got the carrot that I wanted. There was just one carrot. And it's kind of, again, hilarious that I got just under the carrot for so many years that now I go, oh my God, thank God I didn't get the carrot. I get it. Because that desire for that thing led me here. Without that desire, I wouldn't be here because the desire we think is about whatever that carrot is, but it's not actually. The desire is in alignment with our pre-birth intentions, which is to discover who we are, to discover that we're limitless, pure beings of love. That's it. That's what we're here to do. So and that lack for me was born out of my limiting beliefs that I didn't think I was worthy. I didn't think I deserved it. I didn't think I was good enough. And then sometimes I was like, no, I'm feeling myself. I definitely feel like I'm good enough. And I tried to work the manifestation system, <laughs> you know, and you know, I'm going to secret it. I'm going to write it out. I have a vision board and I'm going to say it and it's true. And I feel it, but I wasn't working through the fear. And that's the piece of this. That's new. The piece of this that you guys are now experiencing is the piece that has been missed. It's the next piece. Cause we all know about the law of attraction. We're in a attractive universe. You can repel nothing, right? 
It's attractive, attractive. And we all know positive thinking and positive beliefs bring on and beget more positivity. But what do you do with the negative? That's the next piece. Okay. I think I perceive lack in this arena. Great. So now I'm going to take that and find out why do I feel unworthy? Well, I just feel like maybe I haven't done enough of this and maybe I didn't do that. And this person is like really crushing it and da da do do da. And if I can't do it like that, that means that I can't do this. Limiting, limiting, false, 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 lies, 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 lies. And then you prove it false. Of course I can. I am worthy. I am already full. I am capable. I can find examples of other people that did that. I have examples in my own life where I did it. I know that I can do this. I also know I don't need to do it. It doesn't matter. What do I need that for? What do I need that carrot for? What do I need success in that term for? I don't, I'm already full. I am abundant. I have enough air to breathe. I have people to love. I'm in acceptance. And then when you do that and you shift into just that gratitude of the moment and being in the moment, again, you're aligned. And again, you unlock inspiration to come in and tell you the next step. And you just follow that step by step by step by step by step, which will lead you to the life of your dreams. I never thought I was going to write a book. That's a joke. But I just listened to the voice and I went step by step by step by step. And here we are. And now we're having this amazing conversation, which is super exciting. Could never have imagined it. So it applies to all the areas. That was exactly, exactly, exactly right. I hope you got something from it. But again, I'm not attached to that outcome. If you didn't, that's okay too. <laughs> and that's kind of what it's about. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. And I love that too. Right. The idea of riding until your shoulders drop. Yes. And here's the thing. When you get into alignment and you write until your shoulders drop and you sigh, you, when you feel better, you just feel better. That's all you're looking for because all you're ever doing is feeling something. We are in a feeling reality. So you check in with, am I feeling good or feeling bad? You're only ever feeling one or the other. If you start to feel good, then what's going to happen is you'll get that voice inspiring you to do the next step. It will lead you to pa new passions you don't know about, and it will lead you to new talents and abilities. It will lead you to more. And I will tell you, you don't always know where it's going, especially in terms of like a relationship. You don't know if your inner self is like, I want to get a bottle of wine. You're like, what? I'm not going to do that right now. This happened to a friend of mine. You go get the bottle of wine. And then you meet someone in the grocery store who has your old friend, who has a friend who all of a sudden is setting you up with this guy. You don't know what's on the other side of that inspiration. You think, you know, but you don't know, and you cannot map it out. We try to map out. Okay. I see the trajectory of how I can meet someone. I could like go on this and do this, or I can go on this date, or I can get this job and that will lead to this job. And then I'll get a promotion and then I'll do this thing. And you limit yourself when you create that trajectory, the way that it unfolds is so much more magnificent than anything you can possibly invent. And so the best thing you can do for your life in all terms is to realign what you can do in that writing, meditating, working through those limiting beliefs, listening to the inspiration and see where it takes you. And it may take you to the relationship of your dreams. It may take you to a bigger manifestation event, which will ultimately take you to uncover that fear and lead you to something more exciting and gl glorious. I promise you, this is the key to an attractive universe and it's all possible. So go out and get it. Go out and snatch <laughs> the life of your dreams. <laughs> this is Jackie. Thank you so much for joining us in this amazing conversation. 
I'm so grateful you have arrived here with us and we're only just getting started. So if you're interested, check out our next episode. I'm sending you all my love. See you there.